Welcome to the Man Up or Shut Up Show, where four men unite in search of the truth. Feelings will be hurt. Talk to your doctor to see if this information is right for you. Hello and welcome to Man Up or Shut Up. Uh, today it's just the three of us. It's going to be me, uh, Dimitri, and Peter. Um, Victor unfortunately had some some things that happened and you know he unfortunately couldn't make it back to his computer in time so he's not going to join us and if he does join us in the middle of it great uh you know then we'll add him in and you know we'll we'll just go from there uh we're going to do a part two of marching to zion this movie uh or this documentary is actually pretty long um i am half tempted for us to just you know blitz through the rest of the thing that would be a very long episode though so what we're going to do is we're going to do another maybe 40 minutes uh 30 40 minutes and then we're going to cut it again and then we'll do the last uh little bit and that last episode is going to be a lot smaller uh just because of that and then you know we'll we'll go from there um as always like i said we're glad to join uh, to have you join us um do you guys want to do the same format that we did last time where we'll pause every 10 minutes or something like that and go from there i mean we can do that or we can make it like you know like eight minutes or something but uh yeah yeah and definitely not longer than 10 minutes because uh because i mean i think it's good to have like a, at least a little bit of our input instead of like you know just a non-stop watch party and then i think it, and it, it is it is a good idea also to split it into three three parts so we can get you know see that victor is on the third one because i know he does know this by heart right. so i think on a third on our third episode when we would that we would leave just a little bit more of the you know marching design but then we have a lot more i guess commentary on the third one you know where sure. we can just kind of can, yeah since he knows it so well by heart forward backwards and sideways he can yeah. comment on everything anyway so yeah and I was I was kind of stopping you guys last time, uh, you know, the last one, I'm not going to stop you guys. You guys can literally talk about everything because that means that the show was already watched. Um, yeah. You know? yep. uh, so what about you, Peter? You're good with uh, 10 minutes or eight minutes? Um, let's do nine and a half. <laughs> oh, contrarian. OK, um, we'll do nine minutes. OK, so we'll we'll stop. Uh, three times or four times and then uh, that's going to be our show guys please enjoy it with us uh, we're gonna watch part two of marching to zion give me just one sec we're gonna get this uh rolling here and going again and then in 1947, they all believed all on the Lord it, Jesus right? Christ, and God brought them back to the promise. You guys can all hear it good? Yes. Yep. Okay. Is this land? Or we left off? Yep. I think no. it may be even. Did they believe overlapped. in it was, it was about I mean, 10 seconds left. Look, right uh, Christian out there, ask yourself that question. Was there a revival going on in Israel? Were people accepting Jesus as their Messiah? The answer is no. So therefore, that was not God bringing back Israel because they believed in him. He said he would scatter them if they didn't keep his word, and he did. He said he'd bring them back when they turned unto him. They have not turned unto him. And so if it's not the Lord who brought them back, then who did bring them back? It was the spirit of Antichrist that brought them back to the promised land. 
it was the United Nations who brought them back to the Promised Land. Thus history was made as the Jewish state of Israel was born, conceived in strife and weaned on violence. Israel has flourished to become a constructive voice in world affairs. Her flag became a symbol of hope in a troubled world. The Star of David, where does that symbol come from? It's never written explicitly in the Bible itself. Is it in the Talmud? Perhaps. Is there a passage in the Bible about that or no? No. Okay. So you're not really sure exactly where that comes from? No. You got me. Is it nobody knows, <laughs> yeah, huh? I, know. I don't know. I'm not, yeah. Because I know it's called the Star of David. Yeah. Does that have anything to do with David? No, I don't think so. There must be somewhere. I'm, uh, I uh, do not remember exactly what the association was. Okay. I believe that what they call the Star of David is actually the Star of Remphan. Because when you study the Bible, you'll see that when they worshiped other gods, the Bible talks about them carrying the banner of the star of their god, Remphan. You rejected the God of the Bible. You took up for yourself the star, that's the six-pointed star, of your god called Remphan or Kiun. All these were names for Moloch, the great Baal, the great fire god, who was the devil. Beelzebub. That's right, Beelzebub. And they were shocked about this. Now, who is this star god? If they only read their old, the Old Testament, they would know this. In Amos, God said, you have taken up the star, and you've made me furious by doing that. And you have actually sacrificed your own children to the star god through the fires. They sacrificed their own children, the Jews did, to the star god. When they worshiped a false god, they had the star of Remphan as an icon and as a symbol. We never see a star of David in scripture, but the star of the false god Remphan. And so we know today that they are not worshiping the true God because the Bible says, he that denieth the Son, the same hath not the Father. But he that acknowledgeth the Son hath the Father also. If the Jews do not believe on the Son, the Bible says they don't have the Father. So who do they have? Somebody else, a false God. Therefore, they're not worshiping the same God that we worship. Some people will say, oh, they worship God the Father, they just don't acknowledge Jesus. But the Bible teaches that it's impossible to worship the Father if you don't acknowledge the Son. Wow. You get back to the Masonic fraternity of Freemasonry. Yeah. Their great symbol is G. You, you'll look at the, the star on the compass, which is a stylized star of David. In fact, they have the entire star of David in many Masonic temples. Why is that? Masonry is a study of Judaism and of the Kabbalah. The Jewish Tribune newspaper on October 28, 1927, stated, Freemasonry is based on Judaism. Eliminate the teachings of Judaism from the Masonic ritual and what is left. Albert Pike said in his book, Morals and Dogma, that the, the Kabbalah is the very basis. Without the Kabbalah, we would not have the 33 rituals of the Masonic Lodge. But the God they worship, the great architect, is Moloch, the star god. If anyone tells me that the Jews were not placed under a great curse by Jesus himself. It's there. In John 8, 37, it's interesting because Jesus said this. He said, I know that ye are Abraham's seed. So he's acknowledging the fact that they are physical descendants of Abraham. He said, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father. 
can you do that which ye have seen with your father? They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, if ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. So it's interesting because in verse 37, he acknowledged that they're Abraham's seed. He acknowledged that they're physical descendants of Abraham. But then in verse 39, he's questioning, he's saying, you know, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. And he's basically saying, you're not the children of Abraham, because like we already talked about later in the passage, he says, you're of your father, the devil. So it's interesting that Jesus himself said that you can be a physical descendant of Abraham and be of the seed of Abraham, and he doesn't consider you a child of Abraham. There is another passage. It's in the Gospel of John. Okay. John chapter 8, verse 44, mm. where he says that the Jews are the sons of the devil. Mm. Wow. That's what he was preaching. Wow. Jesus himself taught, ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So according to the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, ye are of your father the devil. So Jesus believed that they weren't following Abraham, they weren't following Moses, they weren't following the prophets, they weren't following God. He says they're following their father the devil. You know, in Revelation 2 and 3, there's interesting verses which talk about them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. It's not hard to figure out who the synagogue of Satan is when you realize that there's only one religion in this world that uses synagogues, Judaism. It's not hard to figure out who they are when the Bible tells us that they say they're Jews and they're not. Not everyone in this world goes around saying, I'm a Jew. People who practice Judaism say that they're Jews. You say, well, Pastor Anderson, they say they are Jews, but they really are. No, because Romans 2.28 says, for he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, Neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. The Bible says we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. So in God's eyes, they're not Jews, they're the synagogue of Satan. Bible says in Revelation 3, 9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. Now, why would God have to make the synagogue of Satan to know that God loved the church at Philadelphia? Because the Jews think that God loves only them. They don't think that God loves the Gentiles in Philadelphia. And that's why God said, I'm going to make the synagogue of Satan to know that I've loved you. God loves the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They're precious in his sight. In 1 John 2:22, the Bible gives a definition of what an antichrist is. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ? He is antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. Now, in order to believe that Jesus is not the Christ, you have to believe that there is a Christ and that it's not Jesus. John 4 tells us that the word Messiah means Christ. The woman at the well, she said, I know that Messiah is coming, which is called Christ. So we know that the definition of the word Christ is Messiah. So in 1 John 2.22, when it says, who is a liar, but he that denied that Jesus is the Christ, what it's saying is, 
who is a liar but he that denied that Jesus is the Messiah. So, you know, what group of people believes that there is a Messiah but does not believe that Jesus was that Messiah? Again, those are the Jews. Let me just see if I can characterize this right then. Basically, the, the, the Jewish belief on Jesus is, I mean, you obviously don't believe he was the Messiah, but you just kind of think he was just kind of just another in a long stream of false messiahs? If, if, yes. If he even claimed to be if that. If he claimed, or he was, if the claim was made, if the claim was made that he's the Messiah, he's mm -hmm. a false Messiah. Jesus never said, I am the Messiah. The Jewish people would, be, would have been interested in the Messiah. Right. They're waiting for Messiah. They want Messiah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this is our first break. So, um, when I first watched this, personally, um, the... Yeah, yeah. That star, that star of David, as everyone calls it, I, I had a ring that had that on at one point or another, you know, because I, I was told, it's yep. good, it's yep. good to believe the Jews, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and that, it was supposed to be something that was, you know, like I'm supporting God's people. Yeah. Um, I personally never really felt as um, as attacked as some people have felt, like, you know, where they said, okay, well, I've accepted Jesus, but I always feel like a second-class citizen. For me, I was always like, you know, life is not fair, and you don't always get what you want. So I didn't really, I guess I wasn't one of those people that, you know, got offended by that portion of things. But I never knew that that, but that little star that that was a satanic thing, you know? And, and here I was wearing it on my, on my uh, you know, ring, a finger and- You were a satanist. Yeah, was, <laughs> without even knowing it. Oh man. It's sad to see, you know, and, that, and, that, and then it's like, once I, real, once I realized this, you know, I'm like, well, Star of David, sorry, you know, I just kind of like took it as, as, as a child's faith, you know? They said, Star of David, hmm, Star, good. David, good. Put them together. And what do you have? I have something good, you know? Um, but then, um, <laughs> but then uh, once I found out that this is a star of Ramphan or a star of Baal, right. it's like this image of this star throughout my entire life, like, you know, how like people are like waving flags in the churches, you know, star of Ramphan or star of, star of Baal, you know, and it's very sad. You're like, oh, snap, you know, Christians. It's very sad, you know, but, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, you star of David, you know, but they're like, they're waving a star, star of Baal there. It's uh, pretty sad. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That was mind blowing for me. You're muted, Peter. Yeah. It was funny. It was actually after I watched the, uh, what is it called? The documentary, like a short period late, time later, I actually got invited to like a Jew meeting. I don't know if Dimitri went there or not. <laughs> it was so funny because then like, oh, they got, everybody was taking pictures and they gave me like a, the, the, the flag with their little star of David, you know, on it. <laughs> I'm like, you can probably see on still my Facebook. I'm like, standing. you can see I'm like, so like, not feeling too comfortable holding this thing like yeah you know in my mind i'm like oh man hey. <laughs> yeah <laughs> satan exactly <laughs> so that was definitely pretty crazy you know but yeah like i said i, I agree with dimitri said you know it's like you're a child like faith so you know i don't think as long as you learn you moved on and now i'm not you know wearing that i don't think it almost wearing that ring not that i see it. so yeah. 
that would be cool to, if you left it for memory, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then uh, pretty crazy that they're still awaiting the Antichrist. So it's interesting to see how this, I mean, I mean, they're waiting for the Messiah. So it looks yeah. like they're like lining up exactly to accept the Antichrist. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of funny how, um, I, I like how Pastor Anderson listens to these rabbis and, and, you know, they're like, they're telling him all these things like, you know, like, especially that old guy, he's like complaining, oh, you know, and he's like, Oh, wow. That's wow. I mean, I don't know that I would be able to do it. I can, I can say wholeheartedly, like, <laughs> I think in one of the videos, and in, in my head, you'd hear, don't hit him, don't hit him, don't hit him. <laughs> one of the videos, uh, and Pastor Anderson's face looks like really red, like, <laughs> it looks like really red when he's like leaning forward, like, he almost looks like he wants to just like <laughs> start swinging, but he's like, yeah oh really so you just think this yeah oh i see yeah especially when he called him uh what is it called when when he called uh mary a whore and said that you know she was she was uh just a slut that conceived yeah. you know it's like yeah. it's like you're you're literally attacking your face and then he's like yeah see the, and they're and these christians are going against us because we they're saying we killed you know jesus he's like, oh, well wow. you there. literally you literally just called Jesus, our Lord and Savior, the son of a slut. Yep. Exactly. And then they and pastor like, listen there, like, mm, wow. <laughs> wow. I'm going to hit him. I'm not going to. I admire his ability to restrain himself. <laughs> I guess he, he was looking forward to that future, you know, where he's going to release this video and see what exactly they're thinking you know i heard like a whole bunch of them found out so then they later find out found out that he was basically you know against what they were saying and they kind of got pissed off that because they're yeah. everything with him you know they think he's on their side you know kind of and then all these all of a sudden they see how he made that documentary and painted them in a bad light <laughs> <laughs> he exposed the jews yeah exactly so they weren't too happy about that yeah <laughs> yeah they'll get over it. anyway let's go back to the uh to the show hold on one sec i just i like the full blown uh when we're going to be talking about this rather than keeping you know so i'm, I'm going to stop the share and then i'm going to go back into it sounds good okay so if he had any of the real characteristics of a messiah they would have been interested in him mm. they would have checked and so on and so forth but it, he had 12 disciples that's not a lot i mean you know you're talking about the nation of the jews with all the scholars right they weren't one over ten they didn't believe in him not at all the Christians invented the idea of a failed Messiah. Even though he failed, he's still the Messiah. We reject that. If, if you fail, then you're not the Messiah. They're still looking for another Messiah to come. And we know that that other Messiah that's coming is the Antichrist. What does a Jewish Messiah look like? A very powerful king mm -hmm. that will establish peace and goodwill on earth. You have to be able to establish peace. World peace. World peace. Mm -hmm. He says when the real Messiah makes his appearance in such a dramatic fashion that it can't be denied, then everybody will acknowledge that he's the real Messiah. And that- Worldwide. Worldwide, even the non-Jews, because, because they're all looking forward to the Messiah. So when the Messiah comes, you're saying the whole world's gonna believe on him? Yeah, the entire everybody. world, because his purpose will be to bring the entire world to the proper observance. All the nations will stream towards Jerusalem to learn from him. Okay. It will initiate a period of world peace. Mm -hmm. The Messiah will be a tremendous 
charismatic figure with great, great knowledge and communication skills. He'll also be a great warrior. He will be the defender of the Jews and he will defeat all their enemies in a permanent kind of a way. If you listen to how the Jews describe their Messiah, they paint a perfect picture of what the Bible describes as the Antichrist. He's gonna conquer the entire world. He's gonna bring peace through war. He's going to be believed on by all religions of the world. He's gonna bring world peace. He's going to unite us all. So many Christians are precious and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I was at a prophecy conference in Florida and a lady came up to me and she was wearing the, the Star of David. Oh. And I asked her why she was wearing that. She says, oh, well, this is so important that we show our support for Israel. I said, how do you show your support for Israel? Well, she says, I give money every month to the Temple Mount Foundation. Well, that's this, this Jewish group. And I said, don't you know that 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says the Antichrist will go into that temple and declare himself God and above every other God? She says, well, I just think I'm helping to fulfill Bible prophecy. I said, you are. You're helping the Antichrist to come. I mean, who would want to do that? When a man comes and he fights the wars of Israel, defeats the enemies, builds a temple, peace on earth, the leader that did that, we will all kneel before the king. Do you know what I mean? Whoever that is. So your vision of that, you say it's a second coming. Okay. We say it's a first coming. Look, the Jews are ready to accept the Antichrist as their Messiah. And yet Christians are being taught that in the end times, all of the Jews are going to believe on Jesus Christ. Well, it doesn't take a genius to figure out what the devil's doing here. When the Jews accept the Antichrist as their Messiah, then all of the apostate Christians are going to point to that and say, look, this is the second coming of Jesus Christ. Look, all the Jews believe on him. What is the devil's goal with the Antichrist? To get people to believe that he is the second coming of Jesus Christ. And like all other false doctrine, it's based on taking one scripture completely out of context. They'll take the end of Romans 11, completely ignore the beginning of Romans 11, and they'll just go straight to the end. They'll go to verse 26, and so all Israel shall be saved. And say, see right there, in the end times, everybody in Israel is gonna get saved. They're gonna believe in Jesus. But they're forgetting that the Bible just finished telling us in Romans 9 that they're not all Israel, which are of Israel. The physical descendants are not the true Israel. He said he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly. He's a Jew, which is one inwardly. It's those of us that believe in Jesus Christ that are Israel. So how could you look at an unsaved person and say that they are Israel when the Bible says all Israel shall be saved? That tells me that anybody who's not saved is not Israel. And it's the Antichrist, not Jesus Christ, it's the Antichrist who is going to unite Jews with false Christians with every other religion of the world. In order for the Jewish Antichrist to unite all religions of the world, the devil must convince mainstream Christianity to see the Jews as fellow believers, in spite of their rejection and blasphemy of Jesus Christ. Tele-evangelists such as John Hagee ignore the clear teachings of the New Testament and apply the promises made to Abraham in Genesis 12 verses 1 through 3 to modern-day Christ-rejecting Israel. Anyone who holds a biblical view that the Jews are no longer God's chosen people is labeled by the media as an anti-Semite. 
Israel's fight is our fight. We are one. We are united. We will not be discouraged. We will not be defeated. We will not be intimidated. We will not sit down. We will not be silent. We are the worst nightmare of the anti-Semites of the world. The victory is going to be ours. If you will not stand with Israel and the Jews, then I will not stand with you. Thank you, and God bless you. No, we stand with the people of Israel. I am asking you to join with me and every Christian and every Jew and every freedom-loving American to demand that this president and Congress do whatever is necessary to eradicate the evil of ISIS and radical Islam from the face of the earth. It is time to act now. And I will bless them that bless you and curse him that curses you. Uh, you don't want to be an enemy and of Israel. And you shall all families of the earth be blessed. Yes, amen. You're either for or against her. You're one of the two. The man, the church, the nation that blesses the state of Israel, the Jewish people, will be blessed beyond measure. Blessing Israel doesn't just mean, so well, I bless you. Yeah. You have to stand with them in the route of need. Uh -huh. Of course, the Bible says in 2 John 9 through 11 that whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. And what are you doing when you bid someone Godspeed? You're blessing them. So today's evangelical Christianity is saying that we must bless Israel if we want God to bless us. Yet 2 John teaches that if we bless those who deny the Son of God, we are a partaker of their evil deeds. Evangelicals, of course, are a great segment of American Christianity. The Southern Baptists, the Pentecostals, the Assembly of God, all of these are very fervent groups. Uh, and they've basically been very pro-Israel pro-Zionist, many of them have actually closed the door to conversion by saying, oh, well, you don't need Jesus. You're a Jew. In the Houston Chronicle, John Hagee was quoted as saying, I'm not trying to convert the Jewish people to the Christian faith. There is nothing in the Night to Honor Israel that does that. In fact, trying to convert Jews is a waste of time, he said. The Jewish person who has roots in Judaism is not going to convert to Christianity. Everyone else, whether Buddhist or Baha'i, needs to believe in Jesus, he says, but not Jews. Jews already have a covenant with God that has never been replaced with Christianity. And really, that's the most anti-Semitic thing you could possibly say. Don't evangelize the Jews, because that's gonna send the Jews to hell. The Bible says, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. But he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Yet John Hagee teaches that the Jews are already good to go. We don't need to evangelize the Jews. Well, John Hagee is totally wrong. The Bible tells us that we are to win the lost and we are to preach the gospel to every creature. Now, I mentioned earlier about C.I. Schofield being divorced. Well, that's our second break. Hey, I was enjoying that one. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I know, right? You're like, I'm getting into it. Why are you pausing it? Um, so this part, is, you know, of, of what we're watching uh, makes me think of how much, how, how confused a lot of Christians have gotten about the, the thing where yeah. um, I personally know in my own life, I know that um, most of the people I knew weren't this confused, right? They, they still said that uh, even the Jews needed to be, needed to be saved and needed to go to Jesus. Right. But yeah, there is a strata of people who truly and utterly believe that Jews, just because of their, you know, a certain level of their blood is, you know, the old fashioned Israel blood or whatever, um, they're automatically saved when the Bible goes against that, period, you know. And it's like, okay, well, they're going off of the covenant of Abraham. Yeah, but that's incorrect in the fact that you think that they rejected Christ. They rejected everything to do with God, but yet they're saved. So that's that one. Means, you get the special that, part, they, yeah. that means they believe animal sacrifices still save them, which right. sacrifices never saved anybody ever. Right. Well, so that's one thing. But the second thing, it's it's amazing how well their prospect or their their thought of the messiah is to what the antichrist is going to do exactly read revelations that's perfectly matching in to what the antichrist is going to do yeah. and it's funny because they will be fooled until he starts killing them too yeah and yeah it's pretty scary to just see all these like mega churches just promoting it like yeah we need a sponsor so basically we're literally sponsoring the antichrist to come we're sponsoring the satan's sneaky little and satan man he's pretty yeah. he's a pretty smart dude you know he got everybody like sponsoring his own plan he's like oh thank you very much no matter what we just need to sponsor israel that's insane so we're literally sponsoring the antichrist to come right on in right and then so and yeah sponsor really what the hell? <laughs> yeah, the Bible really talks about the children of Israel, who, who, those who need to be blessed. And it says that, and it's like it says in the Bible that they are basically those who are in Christ are are the real Jews, right? We are the Jews right here. Yeah, we are. So basically, we are the Jews. I'm, I'm a Jew. Right. You're a Jew. You're a Jew. Send us some money, guys. We're all Jews. I'm a Jew. You're a Jew. <laughs> We're all Jews. So, um, and the so one new follower that we had, we have lost. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big terms of Jew too. Um, so, so technically, everybody's supposed to be blessing us. You know, yeah. so they're, actually, they're actually they're actually confusing. They're actually confusing. Uh, you know, and blessing the wrong people. They're actually blessing those who are rejecting Jesus Christ and those who are you know accepting jesus christ they are true seed of uh abraham um and you know they're not blessing us they're instead of like curse you for not blessing the jews you know so they're cursing us. Exactly. You know, and- well you know what's funny is is the church that i go to uh which is athe creek a good church i i i actually really like the church the pastor is a smart guy but he's confused on this specific point He's a Zionist. Yeah. 
he believes, I mean, he still believes that you have to preach the word of God to Jews, right? But he believes that at the end time, they're all going to be saved, you know? Yeah. Believe in yeah. Jesus. They're all, they're all going to magically be saved. And I was, outside of that, he's very good with a lot of biblical, prof, uh, a lot of biblical stuff. Except for maybe uh, he's he's a he he, he believes in pre-trib. Uh, that's a whole different show, and we can maybe do that at one point or another. But um, it often seems like you know you kind of get the the thing with the Jews wrong. It can it. I mean, obviously, you'll still you know you can still understand the majority of the Bible and all this, but it can also be lo- also like a domino effect with misunderstanding many other things. You know. Where you're reading the Bible and instead of thinking it applies to you, you're like, well, that applies to the Jews and this applies to somebody else. And this is this applies to Steve, you know, or whatever. And then you're like, what what applies to me, man? (laughs) Right, exactly. All of a sudden, none of this applies to you and everything applies to this. Yeah, the physical wiener chopping Jews. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need Jesus as long as their wieners chop. Come on in, heaven. The physical, the physical uh, outwardly choppings, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm saved now. My wiener's chopped. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to get back to the show. Give. <laughs> but all like, all right. <laughs> we're moving on. First and remarried. Isn't it interesting that John Heggie is the same story? Divorced his wife, remarried another lady, and leads a large Pentecostal church and emphasizes Israel to the point of idolatry. Free is free indeed. Give him praise and glory in the house of God. From the 18,000 people who belong to his church in San Antonio, Texas, John Hagee today. To the 99 million homes he says tune into his weekly radio and television broadcast, John Hagee has built an empire sharing the gospel of Israel with evangelicals around the world. Jesus Christ. And as the leader of Kufa, his power extends from the pulpit to politics. John Hagee is a blasphemous false teacher who teaches that Jesus Christ did not come to this earth to be the Messiah. In defense of Israel will shape Christian theology. It scripturally proves that the Jewish people as a whole did not reject Jesus as Messiah. It will also prove that Jesus did not come to earth to be the Messiah. It will prove that there was a Calvary conspiracy between Rome, the high priest and Herod to execute Jesus as an insurrectionist too dangerous to live. Since Jesus refused by word and deed to claim to be the Messiah, how can the Jews be blamed for rejecting what was never offered? Read it in this shocking expose in defense of Israel. This latest book by Pastor John Hagee is destined to generate lively discussions among Christians the world over. John Hagee is not an, an independent Baptist nor a King James Bible believer. And so a lot of guys that watch this documentary will say, well, that's not our guys. Well, all right, well, how about Sam Gipp, who just about a year ago preached in a church in Idaho and said, and I, and I can almost quote it word for word, you know what I never call Jesus? I never call him my Messiah. You know what I never call Jesus Christ? I never call him my Messiah. You know why? I say, oh, he's a Messiah. He's your Messiah. Unless you're a Jew, he's not your, he's not your Messiah. Are, are you from Gentile stock? All right, we were never promised a Messiah. I'm sorry, but Sam Gipp is wrong. 
and he might be popular even among independent Baptists, but that's wrong. Whether it's Sam Gipp or Peter Ruckman or whoever it is, the Word of God is the Word of God, and we don't allow, whether it's Schofield or John Hagee or our favorite preacher, our favorite professor or teacher, to influence what the Word actually says. Jesus Christ is the Messiah. He is my Messiah. He's everyone's Messiah. Hagee goes on to say in the Houston Chronicle article, Many Christian theologians are anti-Semitic because they say the covenant with the Jews is gone, that the Jews have been replaced by Christianity, and that Israel does not deserve American military and financial support. Not only do Christian Zionists like Hagee teach that Christians must support Israel, they also demand that the U.S. government support Israel militarily and financially. And because evangelical Christians make up a large part of the voting populace, politicians dutifully make the trip to Israel to pray to the Jewish God at the Wailing Wall. There's a, a lot of uh, socially conservative, evangelical Republican voters who care a lot about this issue. And if they can see Ted Cruz coming out on Fox News and saying, you know, I am 100% behind Israel, when they see that happening, a lot of conservative voters are going to say, hey, this Cruz guy is better than I thought. In fact, they just had the Christians United for Israel event, which is right. which is an organization of evangelical Christians that are that are that are very very pro-Israel. This is an image. I think we have this of Rand Paul praying with them. <laughs> um, this is there there right. he is. He's, yeah. he's praying uh, with the QV folks. Let me say this. Those who hate Israel hate America. And those who hate Jews hate Christians. So opposition to Israel is opposition to God. And I don't care what they believe and where they're at on the spiritual timeline because it's not my problem. I have his back. And it doesn't matter what he does or where he's at. But as long as he calls upon the name of, of Yahweh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that's my brother. There's going to be, I think, a, a turn towards a more biblical Christianity, a more, a more Jewish Christianity. And the, the lines between us, that was like, oh, those are Christians, those are Jews, are going to be like, oh, those are sort of like our, those are our brothers. Israel is grateful for the support of America's people and of America's presidents, from Harry Truman to Barack Obama. In fact, I am proud to say that no U.S. administration has done more in support of Israel's security than ours. None. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. It is a fact. We recognize Israel's right to defend itself and that it is right for America to stand with you. Therefore, it is time for America to embrace the words of Senator Joseph Lieberman and consider a military preemptive strike against Iran to prevent a nuclear holocaust in Israel and a nuclear attack in America. In 2 Chronicles 19, a godly king by the name of Jehoshaphat was going to help Israel militarily. Here's what God told him in verse 2. And Jehu, the son of Hanani the seer, went out to meet him and said to the king Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. So we're told today that if we support the nation of Israel, we're going to be blessed by God because of Genesis 12. When in reality, 
The Bible teaches that if we help an ungodly and wicked nation like Israel, we'll have God's wrath upon us. Why should we, as Bible-believing Christians, support the nation of Israel when the nation of Israel won't even allow a Christian to immigrate to their country? If you want to immigrate to Israel, you have to renounce the name of Jesus Christ. So for someone to become an Orthodox Jew or have the right of return, they have to renounce Christianity, they for do. example. They do. You can't be a Jew and a Christian. Mm -hmm. It's one or the other. So with regard to the modern state of Israel, it requires the renunciation of one's former religious affiliation. Mm -hmm. it, it requires a number of rituals that are designed to cleanse one of their prior religious affiliation. Someone who's not a Jew doesn't just automatically have an invitation to immigrate to Israel. Then. Not as a citizen. Not as a citizen. Correct. So in order to be able to immigrate to Israel, they would have to renounce Christianity in order to... To become a citizen. To become a citizen. And they'd Israel. have to be converted by an Orthodox rabbi. I personally know men who have gone over to Israel believing that Israel is the promised land and that the Jews are God's chosen people, and they go there with that in their heart, and they go there to witness to them and tell them about Christ. But it is illegal in Israel to pass out tracts. The cops will come and harass them, and even being under the threat of arrest or deportation. The Bible is true when it tells us that they are the enemies of the gospel. In Romans 11:28, as concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sakes but as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sakes. It says it right there in the Word of God. They are the enemy of the gospel. In June of 2014, during Gay Pride Month, the United States Embassy flew the American flag, and underneath the American flag, they hoisted the Gay Pride flag. And for the last few years now, Tel Aviv has been voted the number one gay city in the world amongst the gay community themselves, they have voted Tel Aviv as the number one place in the world. Not San Francisco, not New York, but Tel Aviv. We were established for the establishment of Israel. Our markings are all over. Take out a dollar out of your pocket. Look at the great seal. You'll notice in between the wingspan of the eagle, you will see the star of David made out of 13 stars. Now why is the Star of David there? Around that star is the Shekinah glory. That's crazy. Hey, man. It's getting, pretty, it's getting pretty satanic, man. <laughs> I know. It's pissing me off more and more. Like some things I'm like, oh, snap. Like I don't didn't even remember. It feels like I'm watching it for the first time. Like we're saying you actually have to renounce Christianity, you have to renounce Jesus Christ if you want to uh, move to Israel. That's insane. Basically, so we want we fund them, we support them financially. They're like, thank you. Yes, we'll accept your money, but we're not going to accept Jesus. We're not going to accept you coming here. That's insane. And oh, we need we need to bless them so hard that we need to even reject Jesus Christ. <laughs> exactly. That's insane. I bless them so much. And I don't forget, you. they're the most accepting people of all the people. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's I I pretty much after this after I uh, listened to this uh, marching to Zion, 
first I was shocked. And then the second time I listened, I actually, you know, then uh, retained the information. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say, but it's crazy. <laughs> How crazy it was that you lost your train of thought. Yeah, so crazy. I even forgot what I was going to say. Well, it, it is. It does have that kind of effect. For me personally, when I watched it the first time, there was a lot of things that I watched. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Yeah. But I didn't remember a lot of it. I did watch it a second time. And the second time, I'm like, oh, okay. I see this and this and this. I've watched this probably at least four times. This is probably yeah. going to be the fifth time. Um, or this is the fourth, whatever, it doesn't matter. The point is, is, I've watched this quite a few times. I actually know, obviously, this quite well. And I think you guys know this quite well, too. I don't know. Peter, how many times have you listened to this? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't count, but probably not as much as you guys. But I did watch it. Pro at yeah. least twice? I remember what I was saying. At least twice, for sure. At least twice. Yeah, because, for because for me, the first time, I was, it didn't have a good retention. The second time, it was much better. Yeah, I remember I was going to say, I, I started looking at the Jews just like I pretty much look at Buddhists and started looking at the same how I look at them. You know, I don't look at them anymore as, you know, these, you know, God's chosen people, you know. Uh, I kind of, you know, I, I now look at them just like I look at Muslims. I look at, I just look at them pretty much just how, um, you know, Buddhists or anybody else, Hindus somebody that pretty much needs need to get saved they need the gospel you know so that's why i like who do you support you know uh jews you know israelites or whatever uh or muslims it's like i i support for them all to receive jesus christ and get saved <laughs> that's what i support <laughs> or, or you support israel if you're thinking of the correct israel so a lot of this stuff even that they're saying these pastors if your mindset is thinking of the correct israel you know yeah Israel. so you're like yeah good stuff good stuff you're saying good things if the israel is what actually israel is christians you know us basically but there we know that they're thinking of the actual physical the ones that are located there that actually don't believe in jesus christ that are actually preparing the way for antichrist and that's yeah yeah and i mean and that's not even to bring up the topic of like the kjv only thing which you know, they touched on like just like popped yeah. it a little bit in this in this thing, but but that's that's also another very very important thing because you have a bunch of people mis misunderstanding gospel and and scripture because it's been meant that way. They've literally changed it so that way we think differently than how we're supposed to or how you know, how it is said in the Bible. Um, and a lot yeah, of yeah. this comes from manipulation. Um, and that's another one of those things where, you know, I actually wouldn't mind doing like a series where we'll just do all of the documentaries eventually. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. I think, I think after, I think we can actually do like, you know, after we do this series, we might do just like a one or two regular shows and maybe we'll jump into another one. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I think this would be a pretty good place to like kind of wind down. I think three, three is a magic number. We had three sets of nine minute ones. Um, Did we? I think, yeah, yeah. We Are had we three. We, we, we finished third one, th third round. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we did. You're right. So we, we should be like somewhere at like 27 minutes today that we completed. 
Um, so I think it'd probably be a good idea to leave the rest for Victor to join us. Yes, when the, Victor can give us his opinion as well, because we appreciate his opinion. Anyway, uh, it's on that note, I guess we'll wind down. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, we, uh, you know, on this exciting, exciting uh, journey, and I hope you, you join us on the more uh, and how it finishes off. I, you know, I encourage you if you want to, you know, if you started watching this halfway through it, uh, feel free to look this up. You know, uh, it's uh, marching to Zion.com, framing the world. Uh, the the guy who who does the documentaries is uh, Paul Wittenberger, and it's uh, uh, with with uh, Stephen Anderson. Uh, both are are good good men, and they're trying to send out a good message. The, yep. The challenge with Steven Anderson is he gets banned all the time. Maybe one of these days he'll start uploading on Rumble and then we won't have these problems and I can refer him from Rumble. But as of now, he doesn't. Um, but I do want to say where dues are, well, where dues are due, which are, you know, Paul Wittenberger, Steven Anderson. Uh, as you can obviously see, there's quite a few other people that were in the documentary. Um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Please like, subscribe. Uh, please let us know if you like this uh, format. If you don't, um, maybe we'll we'll change something, or maybe we won't. You know, either way, we're guys. We we kind of do what we want. Anyway, it's nice we, seeing y'all. Like it, we'll be like, oh, let's do it our way. We'll say, we'll you to reconsider. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll see y'all later. See you guys. <laughs>